0: All right, Patrick. Now that you've had uh, you know a few days to sort of process, I, I know how upset you get when the Vikings lose. So now that you've had a few days to sort of you know get rid of the emotions and look at this logically, how do you feel about our zero three Vikings?
1: I feel as they are going down. They're zero three, and they're going down and playing a bad team. I don't care what anybody wants to tell me about Carolina. They stink. If you don't go down there and beat them, then this is a season gone to hell and you are a lousy football team. So uh, we will uh, find out, I guess, uh, Sunday. To this point, they have had a chance to win two games and they screwed them away, two out of three. They did not have a chance to win the Philadelphia game, no matter what crap their hardcore fans are trying to tell you. When you give up 250 yards rushing, you don't have a chance to win the game. But uh, you know, are they bad enough to lose to Carolina? I don't think so. I don't think they're bad enough. But if they are, then you got some serious issues. Uh, it sounds like are they going to throw Reisner right into the mix here? Does he? Do you think?
2: It's hard to tell. I think so, but they're you, you know they're going with well, we might play him at left guard or right guard. He might not play. We're going to play the five best. I I think he plays. Yeah.
1: And yeah, is he and you were telling me the the scouting report is on. He can run block, but not pass uh, pass block. It's kind of the other kind of the reverse. other way. Reverse other way. that. Okay, he can he can pass block and not run block. Well, that's okay because we don't want to run anyway. <laughs> so if we if we still wanted to run, Delvin Cook would still be here. So uh, you yeah. don't want to run anyway. So Pat the Viking.
0: The Vikings have nine that. rushing. They had a good, pretty good rushing day last week. They have nine rushing first downs. The Eagles have thirty-seven.
1: So <laughs> that's uh, that does not uh, that does not fit the old uh, profile of uh, what, what you needed to win. And especially in the second half of the season, although that was outdoors. This is, you know, there's no difference between with the Vikings. There's no difference between September and December. So you don't have to worry about that. Once in a while, you got to go play a cold game. Yeah. So, uh, so you it, don't I mean, you I'm, don't
0: view this as a trap game, then, huh? Can there be a trap game when you start when, zero three?
1: When you're zero three, there's no <laughs> trap game. There's, the only trap is you stink. The only <laughs> trap is, is, is you're you are not good. Is the only trap game. But I will say, a visit to Carolina remains my favorite moment in Viking history. Steven Smith rowing the oh. boat in the boat oh. oh, in the in the end zone is still my favorite. Yes. my one single favorite moment in Viking history is that.
0: You know, maybe PJ Flex stole it just to troll us. You know, just but, but, the, rowing rowing the boat,
1: Row the boat. Oh the boat. yeah, see, yeah, he could have. That's what. Uh, yeah, when he loses a game, somebody should go and get that. When he loses a game like I was somebody should go get the Stephen Steve Smith.
0: Smith meme? Is there a
1: Stephen Smith uh little uh, thing that you can run? Uh, is, is we chilling? should create
0: it. It's, it 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 was yeah. before it was before meme culture, you know, it was yeah, before so, yeah, Twitter, but
1: yeah, before memes. You were
2: giddy uh, that day, Royce. I I was sitting oh. by you in the press box in Carolina. You were absolutely giddy. <sighs>
1: Yeah, it was uh, fantastic. It was. And Dante, that was the end of Dante, too. I mean, yep. he, what we forget about Dante is how rotten he was playing before he got hurt. And everybody said, what, they were 1-6 and six after that game? Is that right? Like or they one 5, five sticks, or something.
2: Right? Yeah, they were bad. Then
1: they put Brad Johnson in and went on the winning streak.
0: And they, um, yeah, they almost in typical Viking fashion, 9-7 or something.
2: In typical Viking fashion, yeah, right? They, oh, of,
1: they got 6 out of 7, something like that, if yeah, they would have won the – if they would have wanted Baltimore on that Monday night, I think they would have uh, had a, no, it. No, and not it wasn't a Monday night, but oh, didn't they go to Baltimore and get beat? That was what did it on
2: Christmas. On Christmas, but I, I think the okay. I think the death knell was that Sunday night game that got flexed against Washington. Right, I think it was right after Sean Taylor had died. Right. Oh, and okay. and they played Washington and got beat on a Sunday night. And okay, I think-
1: yeah, I was getting confused with the uh, last uh, with the first game, ties coach there when uh when they went to but when Danny got fired and they went to Baltimore and uh and ended up that oh, yeah. season losing into Baltimore. I was getting confused with that Monday night game in Baltimore, which was not I think it was a Monday night. Even at the end of the season they made you play a Monday night game back then. Monday night. What hey, what's with the two games on Monday night? What's going on here? What I what think is the belt just
0: I don't know how long they're going to do it, but I think it's just let's dominate because fo- live football is the most watched television show, right? In sure, right. Yeah. So if we can start one game at like 7 o'clock Eastern time and then start the other one like an hour later and it, then have yeah. and then have like multiple channels, we can just kind of own prime time on a Monday and for five, uh, six but, hours. Uh,
1: but it's on two different ESPN. ESPN has it, right? That's,
0: ESPN that's and Ab- ABC, runs, ABC runs a game too.
1: But it's probably a plea from uh, ABC and ESPN to get their money's worth, right? So I, I don't yeah. know. I, I was surprised. I thought something. I thought when I saw it a couple of weeks ago, I thought it was a cancel. You know, somebody got right, lightninged out or something and played the uh, we're playing the next day. But it's uh, they're they're doing that now. And this week, is it this week we go to London? And then yeah. at the next. So we the got Jag- the
0: Jaguars get their annual home game at London. Yeah. So we get the back, triple
1: header. Right? The next two weeks we have the triple header. Those guys can't wait to get teams in Europe. Get a team in Europe so they can have that. They can have the three games on a Sunday. beat. no four games on a Sunday actually.
2: Now that, this one though it is an ESPN Plus only game on Sunday, oh, really? and we go really? back to really? one Monday night game.
1: Yeah. So okay. Uh, and it's not a double so they're, Monday. And they're they're using these games now to get you to find these streaming services, right? Yes. And yeah. ESPN Plus and So Amazon. ESPN Plus I gotta pay for, it, right? I don't have it, but you gotta yes. pay for it.
0: You do have to pay okay.
1: for it. Okay. Yes. Does anybody know what that costs? Although I are guess.
0: they doing are the is this game sometimes like what Apple TV had done in the past is we'll show you a baseball game for yeah. free, but we have to pay to watch the London game? That's the question. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's uh, I I don't know, but if it's Jacksonville, I'm not watching. So I yeah, you care. have you not have until... to pay
2: for ESPN Plus, Pat. It's like six dollars a month just for the standalone. I have it with the bundle with Disney and Hulu, but that's now going up to twenty dollars a month in like a couple weeks. Oh, wow! So
1: I had Hulu. Hulu was my original streaming service, and then two months later, the BSN they've gotten a feud with BSN and dropped them. So I uh, I. Then I switched to YouTube, which now doesn't have BSN on it either. So I've I've, I've had to go to nefarious uh, ways to uh, watch the watch the BSN boys. Now.
0: Wow, both you you and Declan, when your, like fishy websites to watch Twins games.
1: You know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what uh, I was there for a few innings last night. Uh, they uh Eddie Julian didn't take long to hit a home. Run. I like that when he swings the bat. Don't you like it mm-hmm. when he swings the bat? Yeah, you know, first pitch right here, home run. Let's go. Thank you.
0: They, yeah. I know they're playing the A's and they're about to play the Rockies, but this is the this is the best the whole collection has looked all season. They are oh, if, if if, yeah, if there is, is such thing as the cliche as peaking at the right time, this is yeah. this is a manifestation of I
1: it. I wish I had been there Tuesday to see Walner's ball. Yeah. Uh, the other thing was they were pointing at it, they were showing me where it landed, but the thing about it was the altitude. I mean it was uh, the angle was like thirty six percent or something like that. Uh,
2: how was yeah. that not the the longest home run of the season there?
1: Buxton, has,
2: Buxton yeah. has two that were longer, which I have trouble believing.
1: I never just that. I don't I don't I think it's certainly more accurate when Tommy would take out his slide rule and try to figure out what it was. Ben Ogilvy that's you know, BS. Angle. Yeah, Ben, yeah, but uh I think that it's uh you know I I don't think they're 100% accurate that's well, But aren't sure. what we're using I, you you but we're using a, the
0: he, physics, right? We're using yeah. we're using lo- it's like launch angle so combined a, with yeah. but miles per hour If
1: if if the ball was hit that high and it landed where it landed that everybody was showing me you can't hit it further than that. That's it. that's all the that's all the farther baseball will go. Yeah. you know that the Walner hit it. It was, you know, the scoreboard over there, and then there's that little fence that's next to the scoreboard way out there and the second deck, and it was like three rows from hitting that fence that's back there. It's uh, you know that's
0: unbelievable. I didn't see it live. I just saw. I don't know if it was Dustin or someone. Had sent out a note that it was a, a Jim Tomy. It landed in a Jim Tomy like place, and that's mm-hmm. the two the two home runs that made yeah. me go, "Oh my god!" out loud were top of the flagpole when yeah. Jim Tomy hit the top of the flagpole. And then he had another one They used to have, this is before they kind of changed the center field. Before
1: they put the catch in in center. He hit
0: a ball up into those, like over the batter's eye and up like halfway up the stand. It would
1: have uh, killed three people in that restaurant now (laughs) if it would have been, uh, you know, if it would have been the uh, old thing. It is, uh, you know, these are not supposed, this obviously is not the juicy baseball that we were hitting in 2019 because you see a lot of balls that are hit. And you 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 say okay that was a home run four years ago, but uh, so it's not they're not doing it with the with the lively baseball. But you combine uh, you know they, that kid's got the that kid's got to hit it as far as I can swing, and everybody was telling me okay you know he had that slump but he made adjustments no he didn't he's going <laughs> to hit for two weeks he's going to not hit for two weeks he's going to hit for two weeks. He's a left-handed, 60-year-later version of Bob Allison, okay? They're always this way. The big lugs are always this way. They're hot or they're cold. There's no between. Remember Tom Brunansky. I beg of you to remember when he would hit 182 the first half and 330 the second half. Or vice versa, he was always going to end up at 252. Yep. That's no matter, <laughs> no matter how he got there, he was always going to hit 252. Yeah. So, uh, that's, you know, that, that's the way big guys work. And I don't think it's because whatever the guy's name is, the, the, the hitting coach, who by the way is now going to be back for sure. We're now, we're now on the David Hopkins Popkins bandwagon. I'm sure it's nothing that that guy told it. It's okay. You know, hey, I feel pretty good now. I I see the ball. I'm going to hit it. You know, that's uh, I don't uh, I don't buy because. But uh, uh, there's another thing. Hey, Gleeman, who's great on stats like this, uh, had a stat that this is the first time in 100 years they've had three guys with OPS of a certain of over 900 or whatever it is. Well, let's calm down here because a a season is 502 plate appearances. You can't randomly take guys who have had 150 at bats and make it a historical achievement. I don't think
0: so. Yeah. Like, I mean, so, like, it's, like it's Walner Walner has had Walner has the second highest Royce Lewis has the highest OPS 239 trips. Yeah. Walner has the second highest OPS 240 trips. Yeah. So those guys and, added up aren't even a full season of.
1: No. And Julian's, what, 300 now? Is he over 300? He's 3-
0: 389. Yeah.
1: 38- oh, man. He's up to 389. Yeah. Well, his, his is, is pretty legitimate. And, you know, I'm not complaining about the stat or anything, but I'm just saying those aren't really, you know, this isn't like Lynn and Rice. When you uh, had, uh, you know, they each had 650 plate appearances or something like that and were finished 1-3 in the MVP voting as rookies. That was, uh I remember watching those guys take batting practice and uh, they used to, the Red Sox used to hit five-minute increments. That uh, There's regulars that come out and they'd hit for five minutes. They didn't jump in and out of the box. And those two guys would hit for five minutes. And then Yaz, George Scott, all the rest of them. That was, uh, then our little twins, they, they'd hit maybe, I'd watch them hit BP and they might hit 120 home runs. And then our little twins would get out there and hit three, you know, in yeah. <laughs> their they're, they're BP jumping in and out of the box. But uh, hey, I was going to tell you my Earl Weaver Brooks Robinson story, Judd. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. Uh, Brooks, JV uh, mentioned last night, the great Brooks Robinson died a couple of days ago and it's become public. I mean, it's become a discussion point now that they retired him in 1977 at uh, at Med Stadium, and people were wondering how that happened. They they needed a catcher. They wanted to activate Rick Dempsey, and Brooks wasn't playing much. He was cooked. So, what was it? Early, uh, late June, uh, July, or early August? August, like August, August 10th, sometime in August. And Sunday morning, you get to the ballpark, and they're. You know, the teams didn't travel uh, PR guys very often there, you know, they just had a traveling secretary and they had a great uh, PR guy named Bob Brown, but I can't remember him being on any road trips except in the playoffs. And uh, so they just said, uh, you know, they just kind of told us that Brooks was retiring and you could talk to him in the clubhouse in 20 minutes or something like that. That was it. But Earl was there that morning holding court. So I, we went down to the dugout, and Earl was there. And there was a place in town called Ichabod's Wet Goods back in the day, downtown Minneapolis. It was a very popular sports bar. They had a bartender named Tommy Peebles, who knew every baseball player in the world. He was a bald guy, and he was uh, he was a man about town. And uh, Earl was a big buddy of Tommy. And I know damn well that Earl was in the dugout telling us about Earl, uh, telling us about Brooks on zero minutes' sleep. He had been up all night. He could barely keep himself awake down in the corner, but he was still poetic going on and on about Brooks. But he did reek of alcohol. It was a kind of a hot, day and it was already getting warm in the morning and, uh, and and there was some stuff coming out of his porch. I recognized the smell of reeking of alcohol and that was uh, that was. You know, but I usually had showered by that time of the day but Earl had uh, I, I don't even think, you would have thought maybe Earl would have showered uh, well I guess maybe he did shower when he got to the ballpark but then it, you sat in that uniform for 20 minutes on a hot day and that that booze still came out of them, but that was uh, that was hilarious. And uh, wet,
0: Ichabod's you know. Wet Goods is also Ichabod's a great. N- where, where in Minneapolis was this bar?
1: Downtown, but God, I'm trying to remember where it was. I That wasn't one of my spots, so I didn't. I didn't drink there much, but the ball of ball players did. It was in a, I think it was an office building on downstairs, but it became a big sports bar. I don't think it was Seven Corners. Maybe it was. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, Ichabod's Wet Goods. I looked up. I looked up when it was in business, uh, last night and it was 71 to 79, but it was big. It was, I I don't know. They, uh, I think the building, uh, the building they were in, maybe it was an old office building because the building they were in got taken down and that's why they got, uh, I got uh, moved out of there,
0: so you know, like what you know, in in the Metrodome and the Target Field era, guys can just kind of you can walk out of the stadium if you're a player. You can. I remember one time I showed Max Scherzer where Glicks was like 10 years ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, you right. can kind of just
0: wander out of the stadium, or you can go to the old Huberts at the Metrodome yeah, right. or the press box bar. When the, when it was the Met Stadium, where would guys were there were there any bars within walking distance of that parking lot in Met Stadium? No. Like, where would no, guys well, go to get a drink uh, after a, game?
1: There was a. After a while, the Thunderbird Bar was the Thunderbird hotel, hotel had a bar in it, and then Marriott came later. But the the Thunderbird was the original hotel out there, and and people would drink there. But the players, I don't know they they stayed downtown, so they you know they get in the bus and stay downtown. Now we had a drinking place. That was the Twins Room downstairs. With, yeah. <laughs> Where the, uh, the, the proprietor of the place, uh, Billy Robertson, Calvin's brother would, uh, say, uh, lock it up when you leave, boys. So, uh, and that was, <laughs> That's a, a nice that community. was a, that was taken as a challenge many, many times, <laughs> many <laughs> times. They tell this story about, uh, I, that was before my time, but the, uh, The Angels had a collection of beat writers in the '60s. They were like eight, nine newspapers covered the Angels, all the suburban dailies then. And the Angels paid their because the Dodgers had done this. The Angels paid their air, put them on the airplane, and paid their hotel bill, so to get the coverage, you know, Um, and and opposed to the Dodgers, they tell the story about somebody tells the story about it. Looks like. They're walking across the street to the hotel. The the Marriott was open by then, I think. And they're walking across the parking lot. And it looks like Lawrence, the scene out of Lawrence, Arabia, you know, like eight guys stretched out across the parking lot, carrying their typewriters, all of them wobbling into the, and it's morning by now. It's the You know, the sun is, uh, the sun is rising.
0: Bradley so, uh, Cooper just leading yeah, his crew. Yeah,
1: right. It was uh yeah, it was uh, it was quite the place. Or uh, you haven't lived until you, as I've said a hundred times, until you've seen Bill Mazeroski sliding into the drunk one-legged bartender to show him he doesn't know how to turn the double play. Target <laughs> Field needs a room like that, Patrick. Sure That's does. what Target Field needs. Yeah, we did. When we got to the Metrodome, we wondered what was going to happen to the drinking room, and it pretty well disappeared. You know, it it, it kind of went away. You know, because it was, hey, it was harder to get out of anyway. If you, you know, if you wanted to stumble out of the place at Ben Stadium, and, you know, nobody was around. But uh, downtown, there people. You
2: know, so <laughs> I know Target was, Field. Yeah. You know, the, like the last home standing, you know, they do the media appreciation. They they let you have like one beer in the press box. Do we mm-hmm. not do that if you're a playoff team? Like, you know, if if you're,
1: do they only allow that well, if, if you're not in the playoffs? Um, that's right. I'm not sure. By the way, I was sober when I got to the Metrodome, so I don't know if anybody stayed there Frank. Yeah. I, 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 I I'm
0: pretty sure. I, I remember both at the Metrodome and at Target Field, and I don't want to. If I don't want to get anyone in trouble by saying yeah. this, but I'm pretty sure they're on the nights where the Twins would clinch something at home, and you're working late in the press box mm-hmm. that there might have there might have been a yeah. you know a light yeah, beer slid your there direction. There was beer.
2: It, there was beer in the press box. They they would bring up post-game, um, like a post game um picture a beer in uh, the, in the dome, a but pitcher? it wasn't like a, like a, no, like, like a, like, like a, a bucket, a thing of ice and beer in the bucket. Okay. Yeah. A bucket of cool they them. would do yeah. that. Does not, that does was not, uh,
1: that does not equal a quart of Tangerine gin. I can. No, 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 that. It, does not, no it does not. No, that's not an the official nice bar. The nice thing about the twins, not only did they have the drinking room, they poured good booze too. They <laughs> In fact, they uh, switched to Tangray at my insistence. uh, Before that, (laughs) so Calvin wasn't
2: so cheap. (laughs) Yeah, no,
1: Calvin wasn't cheap at all. Now, when it came to alcohol, you know, can uh,
0: we upgrade from the Johnny, uh, the Johnny Red to the Johnny Blue? There, actually, (laughs) Calvin. You know, Twins are Twins are uh, last place. Oh
1: God, there was a there was a scout named Eddie Lyons who ended up being the Twins' third base coach, but he didn't make it out of spring training. He was so awful. But uh, Eddie was the Cubs, right? He was a Cub Scout, famous Cub Scout. He scouted the Twins. They never made any trades. They were in a different league. He scouted the Twins 50 games a year just to be in the press. (laughs) He was there. He was there. Eddie, what the hell are you doing? Yep. Look good over there on the left side. We we might be. trade might 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 go down. we
2: might make a trade anymore. Soderholm, we like Soderholm. That's a tough lefty. Yeah, yeah, right. It's a tough
1: lefty. Really, it's definitely in on the Randy Huntley uh, Billy Handstreet. trade. I <laughs> oh, he came back oh. for years. Eddie, came, Eddie, Eddie loved this
0: yeah. so, one. All right, Pat, we got to get to a scoop session here, but uh, we'll, talk, right. we'll talk again tomorrow. And, uh, I
1: uh, don't sleep on Lafayette boys; they're better than Northwestern. Our boys better play better I than last week.
0: I, yes. I told these guys yesterday in our write that down predictions: the Gophers will trail by double-digit points at some point in this game
1: before they would courageously come back. Well, or we, we got to find no. out. What uh, I gotta go? We, we gotta, gotta go, but the, we gotta find out about the quarterback. Is he any good? So far, no. You know, no. Well, PJ, is. PJ,
0: PJ is rightfully so, by the way, annoyed by the lack of nil money to. That was, that was a topic yeah, but, here. But,
1: well, yeah, but he's getting more than everybody else. He's getting it all yeah, over no, there. Nobody else is getting any. He you he's
2: know? he's threatening that the good young back could leave immediately after this year unless we can pay him more. Yeah, well, he's right. He, he is
1: Taylor, right. right. But uh, just think if you're somebody else. If, what if you're Ben Johnson and your nil money's like at one hundred and fifty dollars because PJ is getting all you got? So yeah. The other for, go, go, yeah. I don't know. Uh, there's too much competition in this town.
2: People are buying suites. Start buying cheating more. Just cheat. No. Ignore the rules. I don't care what they are. Cheat. Get these kids cars. Get these deals.
1: No there are no rules. Well, if, let's you just don't get have to worry about breaking rules. There are no rules. Bring back. Bring back a muscleman, and it can't be Bill. We'll take Eric. Okay.
2: Yeah, take <laughs> away it. the athletic endowments and give them to the kids. That's what I say. Give them to the players. Let's win some football games.
1: Yeah,
0: Pat left about 30 seconds ago. (laughs) We got to go. Shout out to our friends at Power Lodge and Miller Marine. So, hey, we're transitioning to the fall season here. In fact, in a week, it's going to be like 40 degrees outside, which I think we're all kind of ready for a little fall air here. Power Lodge is Minnesota's CF Moto Superstore, and since they buy more, you save more. And Power Lodge has new deals to get you ready for your fall escape these uh 4x4s start at an unbelievable 45.99 get ready for whatever the wilderness throws at you this fall and upcoming winter powerlodge.com and millermarine.com